This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's talk about the offense a little bit, because I think it's hard to say that there was one phase that wasn't, or like, underperformed, because you 21 had... 21 minutes in, we have not even talked about <laughs> the offense yet. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. say that a team underperforms when they put up 41 points, but if there was a spot that maybe you're like, oh... And there could have been a couple adjustments made here. I think the offense is probably where those adjustments, you know, are looking towards, you know, going into next week, at least at least in the red zone. Yes. The red zone offense needs some assistance. I'm waiting for Nathaniel Hackett any day now. Get on a plane. Um, Get come on. Um, But yeah, I mean, look like they had 315 total yards. Rogers only needed to pass for 152. They ran for 163. But when you put those numbers into context of the rest of the game, it makes sense. First of all, they got so much help from their defense. They were put in great field position. They didn't have to drive 80, 85, 90, 95 yards down the field to score, right? So that's part of it. I thought they ran the ball incredibly efficiently. Um, And in the end, by the fourth quarter, it was such a blowout that they didn't really need to do anything. They just kind of ran the ball and drained the clock. So in context, it I actually think the numbers look a lot better. But yeah, I think the takeaway for me with the offense is that they need to get more efficient in the red zone. They cannot get down there, especially if and when, I'm going to say if and when, they make the playoffs and they're going up against these better teams. You cannot settle for three. You have to go for seven. That that's like that's the one thing. I mean, when they play their brand of football, they play it really well. You run the ball effectively with both your backs. You hit your guys on third down when you need to. Cobb Lazard had one of the craziest, most insane hands catches I've ever seen in this game. I think it was a third down, and it was just like plucked. I was like in shock. You know, Dobbs and Watson didn't have their best games, but that's okay. They'll have them. Um, I just think this team, if defense and special teams plays this way, they don't need to do much. And that's really scary for opponents. I think if Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to be superhero for the Packers to win, that should be alarming. And he, I mean, Rodgers had some great throws. The touchdown to Tunyon in this game was like vintage, gorgeous. We fought, we got a rusher, uh, with, with a belt. So there were definitely moments, but I think this brand of offense is actually a little bit scarier when they stick to it. That's the other thing it's red zone. And when they stick to the plan um, can be very, very good. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm glad you mentioned Alan Lazard because he's having a career year, you know, as his look at wide receiver one, he has 747 yards on the season and five touchdowns. And we had talked about, you know, yeah. what does a successful offense look like if you don't have necessarily a wide receiver one? And these were kind of the numbers we ex like expected that maybe, you know, you have a couple of players around 800, a couple of players, maybe around 500, but just that kind of, you know, everybody takes some snaps. Everybody plays a role on offense. There's not going to be a star necessarily, um, Aaron Jones to me has been such an interesting, you know, like, like case study this year because he only has the two touchdowns, but quietly again, has over a thousand yards rushing, um, five touchdowns through the air instead of on the ground. So AJ Dillon has really kind of been the bell cow as far as rushing touchdowns, but Aaron Jones just completely dynamic every single time he touches the ball, really quiet, really good season, even though he's not getting nearly as many touches, I think, as we would like. I don't understand why they don't use him in the red zone more. I don't either. I, I really don't get it. He has, look, I'm a huge AJ Dillon fan and I love when they use him on those short yardage, punch it in situations. But of the two backs, Jones has the best vision. So why not put him in down there and see if he can find a hole to get through? I, I have some questions, but I like the way this team is playing. I really like Same. the way this team is playing. And there are a couple of moments where I'm like, I, I still hate the shot play on third down. You know, I, I think they can get better on fourth down efficiency. I want Matt LaFleur to stay aggressive for sure. But there are some times where I'm like, just take the points, just take the points, Maddie. Um, but these are feel like nitpicky things rather than you think about this even a month or six weeks ago, and we have nothing good to say about this offense. Like they've really, really turned it around. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes into what we wanted to talk about as well with the idea of energy and momentum. Like, I mean, yes, it's a rivalry game, but it just felt like this team came out of the tunnel with juice Jair doing the gritty Robert Tunyon doing a gritty after he scored his touchdown, you know, AJ Dillon orchestrating an entire band <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers playing bass guitar. And you've got like Josh Myers doing the triangle. Like these aren't just impromptu things, right? Like these are things that these guys thought about the entire week had to obviously plan for. Um, and I think it says a lot about just the energy that they're bringing into each game, knowing it's, it's their environment. Matt LaFleur said all week, like, we want Lambeau to be loud. We want Lambeau to be rocking. And yes, if they make the playoffs, they're going to have to travel on the road. But this is what you want. These are these two games to get you into the playoffs. And they springboard you and give you that momentum and that energy going into, you know, the toughest stretch. Yeah. I mean, this is how they should act at home. Like, this should be the kind of, this is our house, like, get the F out of our house, like energy that you want from them. I love seeing Rogers bring the belt out. Yeah. I think like once you bring the belt out in a season, it, it's, it's just, it brings it to a different level. And you and I were talking about this mid game. It was so nice to see them enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. Even in the past games where they score, it's like, it felt like it was so difficult and then you finally get the touchdown and then, but something happens and you don't get to celebrate it like properly. And they were actually having fun. Now when you're scoring, a, when you drop a 40 burger, like you should be having fun, but they, you're right. They did bring that juice from, you know, 
before the clock was at zero. And I think, you know, you get Z coming out and refusing to shake hands. You you just the, the Vikings like gave them extra reasons to feel energized. And I have to give them credit also. I was a little worried that this game would get a little violent. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell, like right off the bat, very early on in this game, it was very chippy. But the Packers kept a cool head. They didn't let anything happen. Even with Justin Jefferson basically banging his helmet on the ground. Jair had some words, but other than that, they were very professional about it. And like it could have gone the other way very, very easily. I do want to also talk about a post-game presser that I thought was really interesting. I don't know if you listened to Rasul Douglas after the game, but he was being interviewed and he was talking about how this week, the secondary, just the group chat was going off all week. They were so locked in. They were watching film together. They were texting even when they were home about like things that they needed to do. And then they'd think of something and they'd send it and don't forget this and this, and this is what we need to do and this route. And it just felt like they knew all week going into this, like, we have to be on 100. We have to be 110. Um, and you felt that energy like right off the bat out of the tunnel. But it was nice to hear that there was like a level, certain level of like preparation pregame as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to keep going back to it, but you mentioned there's really good offenses coming up and there's a very realistic chance that this is a Packers team that on wildcard weekend is flying to go play the 49ers. I don't want so, that at all. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a very good yeah. offense that is, you know, potentially coming down the line for this Packers team. So it was nice to see it against a team like the Vikings that has a Justin Jefferson and a Dalvin cook. And yes, their offensive line hasn't been good, but Kirk cousins is having a very nice season, you know, by, by his standards. And just, it, it was a, a complete performance where, you know, Jair said it too, like Shannon Sharps, Skip Bayless, you know, he made the comment about it being a fluke week one. Everybody took that and ran with it, said, absolutely. It's not a fluke. He's been fluking, I guess, for three seasons then. And, Jair shut it down. You know, he yeah. he backed up what he was saying that he would do. So that's the energy that you want to see them continue for the rest of the season. And the belt, like you said, with Rogers, I texted my dad in that moment and I was like, this just is giving me such nostalgia. Like this, it it felt so unattainable to think that run the table was a thing. And now they're in control of their own destiny and yeah. actually running the table with a Rogers belt in the end zone. I think this team oddly plays their best ball when they're like behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. like when there's like a chip on their shoulder. And I think that's been Rogers MO his entire career. This like chip on his shoulder fell to the 24th pick need to prove himself like mantra. And it's somehow like permeated into the, not saying he did this purposely. I'm just saying like, there's something about this team when they are the underdog, they always, always find a way to shock. I mean, think about like going into the undefeated Cardinals last year without Devontae Adams. 
And everyone's like, there's no way. There's just no way. And then, you know, walk off interception. It just, those are the moments where this team actually like kind of comes alive. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they made some waves when it, you know, we've wanted the NFC one seed, we've wanted Lambo, et cetera. Maybe this team just needs a little bit of like, I don't want to say adversity, but just a little little chip on the shoulder to get the momentum going. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I know you can't go back with the ifs and the buts, but I talked to Mark. You know, they said it on the broadcast. Tony Romo was talking about it, where when the Packers hosted the Buccaneers, it was the COVID season, and there were barely any fans in the stands, and they didn't have any momentum, and it was just it felt like such a different atmosphere. And we've joked that like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, his entire season or his entire career has just needed to host playoff games at home. And what year did the Packers actually go win it all is when they were the yeah. sixth seed and they had to travel and, you know, take on the bears in the NFC championship game. I literally texted my dad and said, what if the Packers have to go play Minnesota for the NFC championship game and Jaron Reed wearing number 90 gets a pick six of Kirk Cousins to steal the game <laughs> a la BJ Rashi 2010 and my dad's like all right we're getting a little ahead of ourselves and yeah you know what I mean like this it's we talked all season right we keep going back to the Robert Sala thing about this team getting punched in the mouth and responding and we're seeing them respond and if they can run yeah. the table you know we talked before the Vikings game why are they underdogs you know going into this game at Lambeau nobody believes in the Vikings blah 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 the Packers are proving that yeah. they're a team that you, you know, the narrative that you don't want to see them in the dance when they get hot, they're getting hot. And I kind of agree that you don't really want to see them if they continue to play this way and have this kind of attitude. I still feel a little apprehensive about this team. I don't know why I obviously like they went on a pretty poor stretch here. So I'm not holding my breath. I guess I'm thinking about it like week by week, but at the same time, this win felt different. Like the Cowboys game was fun, right? Miami, really awesome road win. Some concerns. Yeah. Some concerns, right? Beating the Bears, whatever, you know, but then they lost to some bad team. Like the Packers lost at home to the Jets. This same team lost at home to the Jets. I was there. So <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> I know. So I I am they just have to keep playing this way. They have to stay consistent. And they have to stay. I, it's the turnovers. I, I, I don't love relying on that. But like, as long as they play clean football, the Packers play clean football. I think they can really do some damage. And then at the same time, I'm playing devil's advocate for myself. I'm also thinking if I'm an NFC wild card contender, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to see an Aaron Rodgers led team. Uh, up against me because there's also just a level of like this team has some vets that have been in the playoffs right like they know what this is this is not their first rodeo so there's a level of like energy and also experience that if they make it into the playoffs some of these other teams don't have like the Giants the Giants haven't been in the playoffs in years even the Eagles right like this is San Francisco scary however right now they have Brock Purdy so sure, he's had a great regular season, but what's Mr. Irrelevant going to be like when in the bright lights in the playoffs? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers knows what this is. Jair, Aaron Jones, these receivers, Kenny Clark, like they've been here before and they know how to play 
like, sure, they've lost. Okay. You could argue that. Sure. But they've been here before. And I think that should be a little scary. Yeah. And I mean, Kenny Clark, I think, had said, like, I've been here four times. Like, at some point, right. you want to get over the hump. And Mercedes Lewis, there's a lot of guys. And the, fin- the like, the finality of it all, Randall Cobb, there's plenty of guys that, that realize, like, realistically, this is probably their last shot with, you know, this core team as it is. So I thought the window was closed. If you asked me six weeks ago, I would have said to you, this window is closed. Yeah. Right now, it's open a teeny tiny crack. And like they're using all their muscle to open it a little more. But it's there. They just, they have to beat the Lions next week. That is it. It is win or go home. I'm glad it's at Lambeau. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I do not like Detroit at all. I do not like the turf. I do not like the entire situation. And it's another revenge game for sure. So yeah, I just can't believe this team has their destiny in their own hands after and this I'm, season. I'm not going to make any other comparisons, but I'm just saying the last time Aaron Rodgers threw 11 picks was 2010. <laughs> last time <laughs> they were a wildcard team. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last week and maybe it wasn't actually in the recording, but I was always more concerned about the lions and the Vikings of these final two games. And I think it's just because these lions, you know, I really like Dan Campbell as a coach. They're playing really good football offensively. Their defense has had some really good spurts and they're in the same kind of situation that the Packers are in where they need help. Mm -hmm. Obviously they need the Seahawks to help them out, but they're backed into a corner. And I think some of the time football teams are the most dangerous when they're backed into a corner look at the Steelers they have like a 15% chance at making the playoffs but they took it to the Ravens last night right like they did what they needed to do so the entire playoff picture there's really nothing set in stone so the fact that the Packers don't need any additional help yes you know Aaron Rodgers started his post game by thanking the Browns um, (laughs) on the, the TV broadcast but that outside of that you know they win and they're in so yeah the Lions have heart I think that's a, like yeah. when you compare the Vikings and Lions, the Vikings might be like on paper potentially like the better football team. They obviously have the better record, but I think the Lions play with a lot more heart and this means more to them. They haven't made the playoffs either in years. And so to be able to like take it this far, um, I think it means a lot to them. It's going to be a really, really, really good game. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.